Welcome to The Pure Perspective. This podcast is made possible by Ascend Mental Wellness. It is based on lived experience and personal perspective. It is not intended to replace medical advice or therapy. I am your host, Ginger Miller. And I am her co-host, Michelle Morehouse. Welcome to today's show, Replacing Bad Habits with Good Habits, Helpful Tips. Today we will discuss how to unlearn bad habits and navigate building healthy ones. Let's start with understanding, what is a habit? Well, a habit's something that's a repeated practice. People have good habits and bad habits. Something could be as simple as, I get up every morning at eight o'clock, or I always brush my teeth after I eat something because I want my teeth to feel clean, or anything that we do almost on an automatic, we have a, a reason for doing it, but something that we, we just automatically do in a consistent way. Why do habits exist and how do they form? Well, habits fulfill a purpose. They fulfill some sort of need that we have. Um, most commonly, things that are related to either stress or boredom. So we may develop a habit that when we are stressed, uh, we start biting our nails. Or when we're bored is when we start tapping our fingers or bouncing our knee, things like that. Is there a difference between good habits and bad habits? Yeah, definitely. Good habits, um, they help us accomplish our goals. Uh, they help us to maintain good mental health, good physical health. Um, they do good things for us, whereas a bad habit tends to interrupt our life, may prevent us from accomplishing goals, um, they may jeopardize our physical or mental health, and sometimes they're just like a waste of time or energy. What are some examples of good habits versus bad habits? Some good habits might be things like brushing our teeth or taking a shower, being consistent with following through on our medical appointments, our checkups and things like that, or getting teeth cleaned, things like that. Bad habits might be more like nail biting, procrastination, going on shopping sprees, uh, turning to substances of some sort, uh, smoking, things like that. Before we go in a little more in depth about talking about bad habits, some people can confuse habits and routines. Is there a difference? And if so, what is it? They are closely linked and sometimes. Habits, the way I think of them is, habits can be things that we are aware of or unaware of. Like I had a habit of nail biting. Didn't realize how much I did it. We can have other good habits, like I said, you know, where just automatically when we're done eating, we always go brush our teeth, things like that. Routines tend to be, in my mind, things that are a little more planned. There's like a purpose or a, a outcome intended for it. 
So like I have a morning routine and that more the idea behind the morning routine is to get me to work. <laughs> so, you know, I, I get up in the morning and I, you know, brush teeth, take a shower, get the coffee going. You got that morning routine and it's the same, you do the same things over and over again. So they're kind of like a habit, but there's an intent behind it. They're, it's planned out and they build on top of each other. Whereas the um, habit, when it stands alone, it could be something less helpful. Usually habits, most, most habits that I've had are negative ones. There can be positive ones, but the, the nail biting or the tapping or the procrastinating, things like that. So I think the biggest difference in my mind is that habits can kind of stand alone. They can be part of a routine, but routines have a an intent behind them. There's and they're connected, and that I think we'll touch on that a little a little more too, as far as building things. Why do we create bad habits? I think there's a lot of reasons why we do, but I think the core of it comes back to uh, one of three main reasons. There's um, biological, uh, such as smoking or using alcohol or drugs. Um, sometimes those become a habit after just experimenting with them or something, and it isn't intended to become a habit, but the biological part, it becomes one and, and just kind of steps in and takes over. Um, another reason is emotionally and some examples of that might be staying in a bad relationship sometimes we don't when we're in a situation we don't recognize it because that whole you know seeing the forest before the trees kind of thing and the emotions that are involved there kind of keep us there um, the whole idea of we may not want to stay with something bad, but it's scarier to think about change. So emotionally, it's easier to stay with the bad than it is to look at changing it. So there's emotional related type things. And I think another one, um, a really common one, is coping with stress. And that's where those things like the nail biting and tapping and maybe holding our breath or smoking or the, the clenched jaw or um, the resting crabby face or the twitching eyes or you know things sometimes biologically happen that we don't have aren't goes back to that that part where we're not necessarily aware that it's happening it's developing based on filling a need that we have. So if we haven't learned how to cope with stress, for example, then that's where our, our mind is an amazing machine. So it decides, well, this is where you're going to learn to start tapping, or this is where you're going to start, you know, my, I'm going to make your eyeball twitch on you, or um, this might even be where people develop a, a stutter or 
holding their breath because they don't know what to say next. So it, I think it, most things come down to those three. And I think the most common is that coping with stress. And it develops because we don't necessarily always recognize that we're in a stressful situation until we're in it. And the body responds and just things, it's almost like an automatic response that just starts happening. We just start doing it. And then once it works a few times for us, we just continue to do it. Whether it's, you know, if we haven't stopped to think about it, we continue to do it whether it's a healthy thing or not. You mentioned the biological factor presenting as a physical manifestation. Do you think that happens for a lot of habits, whether they're good or bad? Yeah, I think I think so. Could it be as something as like you always have a habit of smiling when saying thank you and you might necessarily not always want to do that, but you just do it. Yeah, that 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 could also connect a little bit with the emotional. They can overlap a little because the emotional piece and the biological the biological is like a response, but the emotional is I, I don't feel this way, but I'm going to try and look this way. It almost sounds like each of these factors are like a chain reaction to one another. Yeah, definitely. Linking together. They can very easily link together, I think, yeah. How do we change our outlook on habits going from bad to good? Uh, I think the biggest piece is becoming aware of it, being honest with ourselves, taking a look at our fears, take a look at the event around when we recognize that we've started tapping or chewing our nails or whatever it is. And then thinking about what's the belief that's linked with that. Um, the belief is that motivating piece that's going to cause us to have that physical reaction. So if, for example, um, I would get nervous and subconsciously or habitually begin to believe that I, you know, I'm going to, I'm biting my nails because... I don't know how else to deal with my anxiety. And the belief is that if I'm biting my nails, I'm not going to yell or say inappropriate things or something. So it's like, it's really doing some self-examining um, when you recognize that you have some sort of, particularly a bad habit, if you've got some sort of bad habit like the nail biting or tapping, things like this, if you see that that's something that you habitually do, then stopping and looking at and doing that self-examination of why, why, don't, why am I doing that every time these type of situations? Oh, okay, well, it's those type of situations. What am I really thinking then? Stop and kind of do a little bit of digging. What's going on in the, in the back of my head there that's causing me to have this reaction. And then when we do that, we can start looking at 
trying to undo it or replace it, which is really what the I've found to be the best way to change a bad habit is to replace it with a good one. To just stop doing something um, usually leaves like this empty, okay, now what do I do kind of feeling. But if instead of biting my nails, I keep a pencil on hand and I start just rolling that pencil between my fingers, that's not a bad habit. It's not hurting anything. Whereas biting my nails obviously is not healthy for me for a lot of reasons. But the rolling the thing between my fingers, that's it's keeping my hand busy, which is kind of what the nail biting was doing too. And it's giving me the outlet that I need to deal with that anxiety that I've got going on at that point. So the replacing it is, is the easiest way to do it. And, and it may get down the road where I, I learn more coping skills and, and I won't need to roll the pencil anymore. I'll have learned better ways to process that anxiety or whatever. Um, but to, to begin with, replacing, when, when we're removing something to put something else in its place is the easiest way for our mind to do that switching, I think. What are some common negative behaviors associated with habits? I think uh, some common ones might be procrastination, someone that's consistently late for things, maybe overeating or hair pulling, that nail biting we've touched on, um, being manipulative, uh, being resistant to change, lying, avoiding people. Sometimes we even go to extra efforts to do something, maybe like the avoiding people. We, we have a habit of going to the other side of the street so we don't have to talk to people, things like that. You would, you know, might stop and, and think, you know, well, why, why would I not recognize that? But that's part of, I think, what a habit is, is it develops and we don't necessarily see it developing. How do you get yourself out of that cycle of negative behaviors? Well, there's a lot of different things that we could use. But, well, how about this? Is, is there a bad habit that you have? I could give you some ideas. Oh, I'm notorious for rocking in my chair. I'll do it in my office chair. I do it in our chair here when we're recording the podcast. And I have to catch myself not to do it. I do it at home. I I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's that feeling of just leaning back, you know, because I'm not, it gives me a little bit of control. Whereas you don't have to be in control of everything. And honestly, trying, trying to be in control of myself every minute is a very bad habit. And I know it's not possible to oversee every aspect. And that could have, been built due to my OCD or, you know, my attention to detail of just needing to make sure everything's in its place. But I, it's a bad habit. Whether it might not sound horrible or not, it can be. Sure. Yeah. I can see what you're saying. That'd be along the same lines as uh, tapping or bouncing your leg or nail biting or pulling your hair, things. It, it falls into that same kind of category, it sounds like. 
um, even clenching your teeth or something. So my guess is, um, I know for myself even, like I said, I used to bite my nails really bad. I didn't realize how much. And then it sounds like you're at a point where, you know, people point it out or you do it so much you start recognizing it. So I got to a point where I had a lot of people pointing it out to me. You're biting your nails so much. At that point, I started wanting to change it. So I, I guess the first part would be wanting to change whatever that habit is when you recognize it. And having some help with it, having it, whether it's accountability partner, uh, depending on what the habit is, other things that might apply better to. But for something like um, tapping or rocking, things like that, maybe asking people around you to kindly remind you, you're rocking again, Michelle. You, do you realize you're rocking again? <laughs> something like that to help you become even more aware of it. Now that you've become aware of it, now become aware of how often so that, like I was saying earlier, you can stop and think, why am I doing this? And with habits, we may develop a habit and then it may spread so that we're using it for multiple reasons. Maybe you're, you started out doing it for, like you were saying, you feel like that's like a way of control or something. But maybe you'll find that when you ask people to help you with reminding you when you're doing it, you'll realize that, oh, I do it out of boredom too, or I, I do it out of stress or sometimes a habit just is something that you've done it for so many purposes that even when there isn't really a purpose it, you just do it more i know that's what the case was for my nail biting too mine was stress-based but then it got to a boredom thing and it got to be weird as it may sound a perfectionist thing I can't have a little hangnail here that doesn't feel right or it doesn't, you know, so I think it can spread. I know my own did and I, I think a lot of people's, once you your brain latches on to, hey, that works for this, let's see if it works for that. <laughs> so I think that it can spread and be used for multiple purposes. So once you start um, being able to identify what the what purposes it's it's helping with what's what's it serving it's helping you to deal with the boredom it's helping you deal with anxiety or however many purposes there may be one three five ten whatever um you can ask for help with it you can if it's a serious enough situation maybe you have some therapy for it what are some strategies for an individual to unlearn a bad habit? Uh, I remember reading about one of them that um, was a three-day strategy. If you could not do that, whatever that habit is, for three days, that would be like an indicator that you, you're, you're well on your way to have been breaking that habit. So that was, that's kind of like a way to gauge where you're at with it. Um, I know for myself, allowing for small rewards and recognizing that I wasn't gonna change it overnight. Some, some habits are really, really hard to break. Uh, nail biting was very difficult. So if I managed to go for three days without biting my nails, 
I could give myself a little reward. Do you think by rewarding the habit breaking, it's reinforcing the positive? Kind of like giving yourself your, your own little cheerleader. Yeah, you're doing good. Keep going. Kind of. That's kind of how I envision it. So yeah, I think I think giving yourself those little rewards are important, even if it is nothing more than, hey, look at what you did. You did good. You can do some more. And that's something that you can do for yourself. And that, and that in itself could be a whole nother topic, that self-talk and everything. Developing positive self-talk is an amazing tool for all kinds of things. But I think another thing that a person can do is just the mental preparation of when they recognize they want to change a, a bad habit. Um, whether it's sitting and thinking about all the negative that comes from that bad habit, which helps support the idea of wanting to break it, or the mental preparation of, okay, so when I recognize this habit, that I'm, you know, I'm starting to do it again, what am I going to replace it with? Just doing some mental preparing is another big tool that we can use on our own to help us prepare for and move forward with changing a bad habit. What are some resources for individuals looking to manage their habits? Uh, a common one is support groups for a lot of different things, such as um, whether it's like Overeaters Anonymous or any of your addiction type groups. Um, could be um, there are apps that are specific to um, like anxiety or um, all all kinds of apps. I'm, I can't even think of specific ones now, but the the res the resources of apps are amazing. And a lot of them are free. So they, they can be a very helpful source. They can help you with keeping track of how often you're doing that habit, help you keep track of, you know, help you trace why you're doing that habit. And the, and the variety in the apps is pretty amazing too. So if one doesn't work, take a look at another and it may have a different approach that would be more helpful. Thank you, Ginger, for reminding us to cherish our habits. Our daily habits shape our lives more than we realize. Let's take a moment to appreciate our habits, yours and ours, as they make us who we are. Remember that your habits don't define you. We all have some sort of little bad habits. Um, they don't define you. You matter. You're enough just as you are. And you are not alone. Join us for our next show, A Closer Look at Social Reintegration for Justice-Involved Individuals. Visit us on our socials and our website, www.ascendmw.org, for all of the latest information, newsletters, resources, and podcasts.